Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people... It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Thanks for listening to the Odd Couple Podcast. Be sure to check us out live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yes, indeed. I am Chris Broussard. He is Brian Noah. We are live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. They've got an unmatched selection. Fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, and more than 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com is the way tire buying should be. Trolling or rolling with our man Martin Weiss coming up at the bottom of the hour. You don't want to miss that. But in the meantime, in between time, we are going to talk about Carmelo Anthony. Now, of course, he announced his retirement yesterday. A lot of people joked, oh, I thought he already was retired because <laughs> yeah. he didn't play last year. But, or this season, he wasn't on the team. But I'm glad that he, Brian, announced his retirement publicly so that we could give him his flowers. Because mm-hmm. Carmelo, and a lot of people will poo-poo Carmelo because he didn't win a championship and, and really didn't have a lot of playoff success 
uh, overall. I think he won three playoff series. Rob G, correct me if I'm wrong. Three playoff series in his career. But he was undoubtedly one of the greatest scorers of this generation, uh, of this era. And, you know, he's a top 75 player all time. He's a Hall of Famer first ballot. There's no question about that. So I'm glad that we're able to give him his props. But interestingly, Ian Begley, uh, who covers the Knicks uh, and, and the entire NBA in the New York area, Begley said, Rob G, he, he reported yesterday that the Knicks are going to or they're look they're considering it. His exact verbiage is, my guess is that it is going to be retired. Just in the conversation, people who would be familiar with the situation, they thought there was momentum toward Carmelo Anthony's number seven getting retired in MSG. Mm. Where Brian, where are you at on this? I think that the standards are way too low with certain organizations for retiring numbers. You know, like this is the Mecca. This is the garden. This is, in some people's mind, like the birthplace of basketball, even though it's not. But some people think it is. Right. And Carmelo, he was there for seven seasons, and it's not like he was trash, but he didn't do anything team accomplishment-wise that would warrant having his number in the rafters. Like, come on, man. This is some, like, Nick Collison-type stuff over here. What are we doing? (laughs) Well, here, look, first of all, Rob G., give us the list of players who have had their jersey retired for the Knicks. Well, first and foremost, Bill Russell, which is actually retired across the NBA, number six. So that's number one. Walt Frazier, Dick Barnett, Earl Monroe, Dick McGuire, Willis Reed, Dave DeBusher, Bill Bradley, Patrick Ewing, and then a ceremonial Red Holtzman, which is a number 613. Well, look, Dick McGuire was, you know, he played in the in the 50s, 40s and 50s. And was really their first star, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Just for kicks and giggles, career averages eight points, five and a half assists on 38% shooting. But, hey, um, that's how it was back in the day, all right? Uh (laughs) (laughs) But outside of Dick McGuire, everyone else on that list, Rob G, except Patrick Ewing, who I don't think anybody would doubt or would – argue that he was better than Carmelo Anthony, especially with the Knicks. Yeah. Um, All the other players won championships. Mm -hmm. Every single one of them. And then you have Patrick Ewing, which we all know he deserved to have his jersey retired. With that, so that is a franchise, the Knicks, Brian, who haven't had a low standard. Right. It's been championships or you are freaking Patrick Ewing. Yeah. You know, to get your jersey retired. So by that standard, I got to be honest, and I'm a Mellow fan. No. No. Because And here, look, I think of Mellow more myself as a Denver Nugget than I do as a New York Knicks. I do too. I know he, right? Do you agree with that? Yeah, I do. I think of him getting to the Western Conference Finals with the, the Nuggets more than I do anything with the Knicks. You rattled off how many series he won in his career. How many series did he win with the Knicks? One. One series? And like, that was, and then they lost in the second round to Indiana. And that was incredibly disappointing that they couldn't win that series. So, look, here's the thing with the New York Mellow. It was for all that they went into the getting. Remember, that, 
Melo ruined the season in Denver, which is one reason he might not get his jersey retired there. Mm-hmm. It, because he ruined the season because he was demanding this trade. And so obviously the Nuggets couldn't function properly. And ultimately he was traded to New York. And so for all that they went through to get Melo, all the play- players they gave up to get Melo, it was a disappointment. Yeah. Because like I said, they won one playoff series. It, now, it he was. did lead the league in scoring one year, 28.7 points. He did set the Madison Square Garden record for points in a game, 62. And that's for not just Knicks players, but players, visiting players as well, Jordan, LeBron, Kobe, whoever. And those are great. So a few nice individual things. But I, I got to be honest, I look at Melo's time in New York as like, all that. Darn near a blight on his career. I mean, because you didn't deliver. and You didn't even come close. Yeah, and it shows you it's not a great business model to uh, force a trade and you're gutting your new roster. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's, <laughs> right. That's not a good way to do it. That's like moving into a new house and uh, like ruining your own furniture. It's like, why, why would you do that? <laughs> it's your new house. But right. I think that... Chris, what was cool about Melo at the end of his career, so much of his career was what he wasn't and what he didn't do and what he didn't accomplish and how he wasn't a great defensive player. It was all what he wasn't. And then when he finally got to the Blazers, a lot of that changed because he got to 10th on the all-time scoring list. Right. And you think this was right after it didn't work out at OKC. Remember the press conference where he's like, hey, Paul George, they're asking me to come off the bench. And right. we're like, that's actually a good idea right now, Mel. Right. It didn't work out in OKC. He was with the Rockets <laughs> for like me. 10 they games. They come off the bench. Yeah. <laughs> they want me to come off the bench. Like <laughs> it, <was hilarious>. <laughs> <laughs> it goes to Houston for, it was like 10 games or something crazy. Right. Didn't fit right. in there. And they got kicked to the curb. That could have been the end of his career. But then he went to Portland. He started scoring a lot more, reached some milestones, and, and it really switched. He got his roses finally. I, w- I love to see that because a lot of his career was way better than he ever got credit for. Yeah, no, I agree. He showed great humility, unlike a lot of people. And I'm not, I'm not slighting these guys for that. But like an Allen Iverson, he couldn't bring himself to come off the bench and just be a role player. Iverson could have played several more years as far as I'm concerned, and actually been a really good six-man, like a Jamal Crawford type, Lou Williams type, to come off the bench and put up buckets, you know. But he just, you know, he always was like, I'm that superstar, and I can't be anything less. And I'm not mad at that. Mm -hmm. But I do give Melo credit for being humble enough to say, look, not only will I come off the bench, I'll adjust my game. I just want to play. And he became a very good spot-up three-point shooter. And to your point about Portland, he averaged 15 points there um, his first year back. Now, he was starting, but still, that's a good season. But back to the retirement of the jersey, look, I don't really look at Melo in Denver as a a, a bad thing or a failure. You know, I, I look, when he went there, they had won 17 games the year before they drafted him immediately as a rookie, not only does he average 21 points and six rebounds, but he gets them to the playoffs. Yeah. 
LeBron didn't do that in Cleveland. They had won 17 games as well. Then the next year, like Melo got them back into the playoffs every year. And then to your point, when Chauncey Billups got there, he actually got them to the Western Conference Finals with Billups running the point. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, obviously in Denver, they probably have a sour taste in their mouth about Melo because of the way he forced his way out. And I get it. But I think of him more as a nugget than I do as a Nick. I mean, I got to be his Nick's tenure. Of course, I remember it. I covered it and all that. It just, there was no team success. Yeah. I I, I think that it, it, what's interesting to me about Carmelo, it depends who you're comparing him to. Where I'll use, we talked about Fresno a little bit ago because Kenny called in for Trash Talking Tuesday. Fresno always gets compared to L.A. It's like if you compare it to L.A., yeah, oh, Fresno that, sucks. That yeah. yeah, if you compare <laughs> Fresno to like my hometown, South Bend, Indiana, or like Topeka, Kansas or something, all of a sudden Fresno isn't half bad. You know what I mean? <laughs> so if you look at Carmelo, wow. he always gets compared to the dudes in his draft class, like LeBron, who was better and had much more team success, D. Wade, look at all the success he had throughout his career. Carmelo never gets compared to Darko Milicic, you know? Like, look at Melo compared to some other guys. We always look at the guys who are better than Melo than the guys Melo was better than. And the reality is Melo was a better was a better player than a lot of dudes. But we hardly ever look at it that way. And uh, at least Rob he got his G, roses at the end. Send this out to FoxSportsRadio.com or FoxSports.com. Brian No, colon. Mellows like Fresno. (laughs) (laughs) Man, you could have said, like, uh, I don't know, somewhere else. Fresno. I mean, look, I don't want to slight the people of Fresno. I've actually never been to Fresno, but it sounds good. It's got a cool name. But anyway, uh, I I hear you. And you know what would have been interesting? And Mello, look, we know he wanted Syracuse. And Mello... It, it, it's the notion of him not winning. Mm-hmm. It's, it's some of it is on him. I mean, Chauncey sure. Phillips said, you know, a lot of times Melo was happy when he dropped 30 and we lost mm. rather than 17 in a win. Man, you know, that I mean, that's is a an indictment right there. Yeah, Woo. I mean, he talked about that. And so um, some of it was on Melo. Yeah. But I, I really wonder. Because remember, you mentioned that draft and you mentioned Darko Milicic. The Detroit drafted Milicic right after LeBron. And Melo goes third to Denver. Man, can you imagine if, if he went to Detroit? I, well, that's what I was going to say. Like, Woo. if Melo had gone to Detroit. Yes. Obviously, you've got great coaching there. They had Larry Brown. They had great veteran teammates. Now, look, it's not a given. It's not a definite. But... I assume Melo goes there, fits right into the starting mm-hmm. lineup, probably becomes the leading scorer, but still fits in their team system. And he wins, if not one championship, maybe multiple championships. Man, How much differently do we look at Carmelo? Because he would have probably won before LeBron. Wade, of course, won before LeBron as well. Doesn't mean we would have thought he's better than LeBron. But, man, would that, that would make a huge difference man. for Melo's already great legacy. Just immense, no doubt about it. And that's the thing. That's the other side of it is, 
he wasn't a good defensive player. He didn't have the team success. There are, are a lot of things that you can point out that are criticisms or truths, however you want yep. to look at it. Yep. But the thing in his retirement video was top-notch. It was great. And he talked about passing the torch to his son. Yep. Like, would you sign up if your son event ended up accomplishing what Melo accomplished? You would sign up Absolutely. immediately for Absolutely. like ninth all-time scorer in the history of the NBA, playing 19 seasons, winning a college championship, three gold medals, 75th anniversary team. Like, there's a lot there. So we can't yep. just reduce it to he didn't win a title, so who cares? No doubt, no doubt. All right, uh, we've talked mellow. We're going back to LeBron. What would you think of his performance last night? That's next on the iCouple Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This League Uncut. The new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, 
and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, it is the Odd Couple. Chris Broussard, Brian No filling in for Rob Parker. Bringing heat, if I do say so myself. We're live from the TireRight.com studios. At the end of your first year, Discover credit cards automatically doubles all the cash back that you've earned. That's right. Everything you've earned is doubled. Seriously. See terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. Uh, if you're checking out the Eastern Conference Finals, Miami up 43 to 42. So Miami get built a lead. I don't know if it was, was it 10 points at one point? But they, they built a nice little lead. Mm-hmm. Give Boston credit. They fought back. But, man, Miami is not giving an inch. They are not resting on their 3-0 lead. They're here to close it out tonight. So we'll see if Boston has the heart to fight through it and uh, play a whole 48 minutes and maybe win this game. Man, you know what, um, Chris? Let me just say real fast. Props to the Nuggets and also Miami for being really greedy in these two series because the Nuggets last night, they could have been like, you know what? We're not going to get game four. Let's just get rested up. We'll get game five at home. It's fine. And they didn't do that. You look at Boston in that, that second game of this series where Boston is up by almost double digits with six minutes to go. Miami could have been like, we got the split on the road. Like they've been so greedy. And I take my hat off to both those teams for doing just that. No, I totally agree with you because you don't know. Look, we, we, we kind of laughed. We chuckled at Marcus Smart talking about, don't let us get this one. Don't let us get one. Yeah, all right, whatever. Um, but he there is some truth to that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, look, we've never seen a team come back from 3-0, and we may never see it happen. Um, but you just don't, you don't know. Because I do think Boston, I think it's clear to most people, Boston is the more talented team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Boston has been a gritty, tough team that, for whatever reason, just has buckled, I think, under the pressure that Miami's put on them. But let Boston get one game. Yeah. Then they're going back home for five. Now, they're not good at home. They're four and five in the playoffs this year at home. But still, it cer- certainly can't count them out winning game five at home. They do that. All of a sudden, you got a game six 
And that that really is almost a must win for Miami. Yeah, I know it, right? And that's the thing is I'm not expecting a comeback in this series whatsoever. It might be a wrap tonight, but if you're looking looking for a recipe for a comeback from a 3-0 deficit, it'd probably involve an eight seed. Being up 3 right, You know what I mean? Right. Like, right. Yeah. No, <laughs> so, great point. With, with seven undrafted players. Yeah, right. No, that, no, that would be right. a recipe that you're looking for right there. Absolutely. Sure. I mean, you, you are right. On paper, if you were ever going to pick a year or an instance where a team came back from 3-0, this would be it. Yeah. A team that, that lost its first play-in game and barely won the second one, was trailing late in the second one against a team that – was one of the two top favorites in the league all year, along with my Milwaukee. So, yeah, no, I, I I hear you on that. And to be honest, again, neither one of us or really nobody thought that the Lakers would come back on Denver. And even though Denver was a number one seed, you might have said, "Well, you got LeBron James and you got Anthony Davis." Mm-hmm. So That's if a right. team could come back from 3-0, it, it might be them. Obviously, that didn't happen. But I, yeah. I firmly agree with you about uh, about um, the 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 Nuggets and the Heat being greedy. Oh, man, you got to be loved, greedy. And I loved what the Nuggets were saying heading into that game last night where they were like, we don't want to give them any hope. Yep. Bruce Brown said that, you know, we, they, they, and I think that's important as opposed to Tracy McGrady way back in the day when, when he was up three, one on Detroit in Orlando and T-Mac thought the series was over. Mm. You know, he didn't know you had to win four games. They had just switched the first round to seven games. He thought it was (laughs) over that motivated Detroit. And then they, they Detroit came back and won that series. <laughs> that is way but, worse, by the way, Chris, of not understanding the overtime rules. Like some NFL players have fallen victim <laughs> to that. Of like, wait a minute, this is a tie. It can end in a tie. What's going? Right. Yeah, that's what even about worse. The Super Bowl. Thank God it didn't happen. In Super right. Bowl. Yeah. But think about this, man. Think about Miami's offense, where they were bottom five in many offensive categories oh, yeah. during the regular season. They were twenty seventh in three point shooting. They're number one in three-point shooting in the playoffs. You know as well as I do, Chris, they're playing with a lot of confidence and swagger. But you live by the three, you die by the three sometimes. Yep. And just as hot as they've been, they could go cold. So I'm impressed with them being as greedy as they've been because you don't just give games away. That's how you end up losing series, and they have not done that so far. Absolutely. And remember, there's always the talk in the NBA that the toughest game to win is the closeout game. Yep. And so if they close out Boston tonight, that is is very impressive. Um, and like you said, I, I loved it. Because Denver had every, every reason. Yes. Every excuse in the book. To Down say, 15 at halftime. Right. You know, they could even, like, look, if we don't get this back, and they did close that deficit quickly, but they could have easily been like, look, if we don't close this deficit in a few minutes, we're going to arrest you guys you know, for game five. Now, they probably would have won game five too, mm-hmm. but still you don't play with fire, especially when it's LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And here's the thing, Brian, in this age of the three-point shot, mm-hmm. like number one, we see deficits vanish with the quickness nowadays. 
I mean, a 12 point lead is nothing nowadays. Look at game one. Points. Lakers were much. down by Lakers were down by 21 in game yep. one. Yep. Yep. It. I mean, with the because one team can get hot from three and the other can go cold. Yeah. And that's all you need to turn the tables quickly. And to your point. Miami, if they all of a sudden went cold, they, their best three-point shooters out, Tyler Hero. They yeah. didn't shoot the three well this season. And Boston's been a great three-point shooting team this year and hasn't shot it well in this series. So, yeah, if, if those tables turn, you could see something dramatic happen in this series. So I, I am totally with you on that one. Uh, stay greedy, Miami and Denver. All right, uh, we got trolling and rolling with Martin Weiss coming up, but first... Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, it's The Odd Couple. Brian, no in for Rob Parker. I'm Chris Broussard. We're live from the TireRack.com studios. Our next guest is a Fox Sports Radio weekend host. You can check the Martin and VJ show out every Saturday, 4 to 7 p.m. Pacific. 7 to 10 Eastern, our man Martin Weiss has trolling or rolling. They see me trolling. Tom Brady, he's done. They Aaron Rodgers did not have a Pro Bowl season. Trying to kiss me right in It's trolling or rolling. That's right, trolling or rolling. Brian, no, I believe this is your first time sitting in on trolling or rolling. So I'll break it down for you real quick. Uh-huh. If you like if you like the story that I read, you hear the roll sound. They see me rolling. So you hear the troll sound. Oh man. Hey, 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 hey. I know. You know, I don't know if you know me, but I owe you an apology, my friend. Oh yeah? Because yeah, man, because you had you said TCU plus seven and a half first Michigan was a gift. And I took that sound. And I played it on my radio show, and me and VJ were talking about how Brian no doesn't know what he's talking about, <laughs> and, then, and so we look like a bunch of jerks. So I'm rolling with you, Brian. No, I appreciate that, man. Hey. I appreciate that a lot. That's cool. And Martin, in the spirit of trash talking Tuesday, I'm trolling your phone. <laughs> Here we go again. You're in a payphone or something? Golly. Hey, you know what? I had to pinch it today because something something about David Justice, so I wasn't prepared. I was was supposed to be in a new apartment for trolling and rolling the next time, new phone connection, but in any event, (laughs) former quarterback turned podcaster Ben Roethlisberger retired from the Steelers, but he might have been a little salty about it. He said he wasn't exactly rooting for Kenny Pickett's success as a rookie thinking that fans may be quick to forget what Big Ben did in Pittsburgh. Chris, trolling or rolling? Roethlisberger wanting less than success for the guy following in his footsteps. This is a tough one. I'm going to roll with it. They see me rolling. Now I get it. Look, he should be secure enough in his achievements. I mean, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. There's no doubt about it. Probably, I mean, look, I love Terry Bradshaw, but you got Big Ben's probably the best quarterback in the franchise history. So his place is secure, and he should understand that. But I look, it's human nature. We, everybody acts like, you know, they they, you know, are pulling for the guy in front of them or the guy that follows them or the player that's 
you know, playing, you know, instead of them. But most human beings are sitting there like, yo, man, mm-hmm. I, let me let, let, let him miss a couple so I can get in there and do my thing. You know, like, so <laughs> I'm just going to say, and I'm glad he admitted it. I think he, you know, I think he was trying to make good with with uh, Kenny, right? Like he was he was coming out like admitting that I'm, I'm, I got your back now. I didn't always. So I'm going to roll with it. And he was just being honest as a human being. Man, I'm rolling with Big Ben here. They see me rolling. I mean, it's like you said, Chris, it's human nature. And yeah, it's small of us. But if you break up with your girl, do you want her next boyfriend to be a better catch than you? (laughs) No, you don't. If you leave your job, do you want the next person to be a better employee than you? No, you want to hear, I miss you, or man, we need you around here. That's what you like to hear. And Big Ben, he's a legend. He's a two-time Super Bowl winner. And he initially didn't even want Kenny Pickett to shine. So I understand it. I'm rolling with what he said. Yeah. Uh, a couple trolling and rolling Fox Sports Radio. Now, many people have had complaints about baseball's new rules, but Major League Baseball is reporting that over one and a half million people attended games over this weekend. That's the highest attendance in April or May in six years, Chris Broussard. Chris, troller unrolling. Baseball is officially better than it used to be. I'm rolling with that. They see me rolling. More stolen bases, more base hits, more manufactured runs, quicker games. Uh, no, I, I love it. I mean, it's it's better. There's no doubt about it. So I'm, I'm all with it. Oh, uh, man, I'm totally rolling with this one. They see me rolling. Yeah, there's less time to scratch your private parts. And more action. We, we need more action over here. We don't need all the downtime. And it moves faster. There's more to look at. There's more to keep your attention. These changes have been tremendous for baseball, no doubt. Absolutely. Uh, a couple trolling and rolling Fox Sports Radio. Now, basketball player and part-time podcaster Patrick Beverly, this new media thing has taken over, guys. He went on his podcast today and made claims about his longtime nemesis, Chris Paul. The two have had quite a history, but today, Pat Bev may may have went a bit too far, calling CP3 the dirtiest player in the league. Trolling or rolling, Chris Paul, the dirtiest player in the association. I'm a troll that. Mm. Oh, man. Hey, 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 hey. Now, look, I, I, I get where Bev's coming from, and he and he and Chris, obviously, there's no love lost there. Chris has done some things, though. And so I don't think he's the dirtiest player in the league. I mean, heck, Draymond, did Bev watch the playoffs? Draymond <laughs> stepped on somebody's chest, you know? So um, he's not the dirtiest, but, you know, Chris, little guy, little guys can get away with that. They used to say John Stockton was the dirtiest player in the league. So it's not always an insult, but um, I, I'm going to troll that. Yeah, I'm going to troll that as well. Oh, man. Hey, 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 hey. This is Pat Bev. Pat Bev, I thought, was unapologetic. Pat Bev, I thought, (laughs) owned his stances over here. And you could make an argument, at least a decent argument, that Chris Paul was the dirtiest. So why are you taking it back? Why are you walking it back? I just don't understand Pat Bev not doubling down and instead taking it back with 
Chris Paul, who he's made his own piñata and going after him. I don't like this. I think it's a bad move by Pat Bev. All right. Go ahead. Uh, We got to put some stipulations on what players can have podcasts. If you didn't make two or three all-star games, you can't podcast. I feel like that should be the rule. I don't know. Hold on. You don't like J.J. Reddick's podcast? J.J. Reddick was a part of All-Star Weekend at some point in time. At, you know, a three-point contest. All right? So I, need, I need something. I need you had to be a part I, of the I, 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 How's Pat McAfee doing? Mm. Pat McAfee I made Pro Bowl too, brother. Huh? He made Pro Bowl. He did. He's a freaking kicker. <laughs> or punter, whatever he was. Punter's better too. Yeah. I don't care how good he was. He's a, he kicked trick. the ball for a living. He wasn't no football player. Like <laughs> so, no. Nah, I mean, look, I'm, I'm all power to these dudes. You might not have been a great player by professional standards, but you know they can have their their podcast. I think Pat Bev. Now sometimes Pat Bev can get too outlandish. But overall, look, if he's willing to say something and back it up, then it can be it can be entertaining. Hey Martin, what about Bobon? If Bobon came out with the podcast, I'd bet you'd check that thing out. <laughs> I feel like, look, Ryan, they only got the man saying five words at a time in a safe farm commercial. I feel like they know where they bread is butter. <laughs> You're right about that. You're right about that. That is our man Martin Weiss. And that is trolling or rolling. Thank you, brother. All right, Pete. All right, Aaron Rodgers, OTAs for the Jets. But is it already gone awry? That's next. Keep it locked. Odd Couple, Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I've never seen a man 
take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Tommy Tig, Alejandro Solana, Amy Adabert, Jason Jackson with you. I top the lower ball, the lob, and the bam from Lowry. Magically delicious. Magically delicious. That's right. That was a progressive play of the day. Progressive is making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and your car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at progressive.com or 1 800 progressive. It's the odd couple Chris Broussard, Brian Noah's in for Rob Parker. We are live from the tirerack.com studios. Brian, where are you at on Aaron Rodgers with the Jets? Uh, today in OTAs, he he didn't participate. He was on the field the whole time, but he strained his calf, minor strain it appears, um, in warm-ups. Mm. But um, where do you, what do you think about this? Are you thinking this is going to be a great match made in heaven? Uh, or are you skeptical because Rodgers is coming off his worst season as a pro, as a starter? I'm skeptical. I think that he's going to be good for the Jets. I think they're going to win more games. I think they could even be a playoff team. But there's a ceiling there in the AFC. It's just loaded with the Chiefs and the Bills. The Dolphins are a tough team. The Bengals are there. There's just so much competition in the East, uh, in the AFC collectively, even in just his own division. division, There's a ton of talent. Yeah. I mean, you can argue they're the third best team. Yeah, you easily could argue that. And uh, it's not like if the Patriots are in last place, that's not your run-of-the-mill, horrible last-place team, you know? That's still a pretty good last-place team if that's the way it shakes out. So, yeah, man, it's alarming, Chris, where he's just running. That's it. He's running and strained his calf where the guy's going to turn 40 on December 2nd. And think about this. Once Rodgers turns 40, there will still be six more regular season games on the schedule. So you're starting to see it like you see it with LeBron a little bit and you're going to see it with Aaron Rodgers who he doesn't just stand back there in the pocket. He moves around. He uses his legs. 
So it's something to keep your eye on. How many of these little aches and pains turn into he just can't go this week? Well, and their offensive line, there's major questions about them. Now, if Makai Becton is healthy, if, um, you know, they should be okay. But, yeah, that's a question mark as well. I- I'm with you. Look, everybody's talking like Rodgers is the, still the MVP. And if you point out how bad he was last year, and let's face it, he wasn't good. He hasn't thrown for 300 yards in, like, his last 22 games. Wow. And, you know, people want to say, well, yeah, he had a couple down years before winning those back-to-back MVPs, too. He was younger, though. To your point, look, everybody is not going to be Tom Brady. And everybody is not going to be LeBron James. See Carmelo Anthony and Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh, like, we are acting now like 40's nothing. And yeah. I'm with you. I mean, look, obviously this doesn't seem to be a major injury that Rodgers suffered. It's just a strained calf. But is it a sign? Is it age? I mean, sports are a young man's game. And I know that guys with the nutrition, the strength training, and the science and all that, they can play a little bit longer. But... I'm just baffled the way people are acting like Aaron Rodgers is still the reigning MVP. Yeah. And I I, get it. New York has had bad quarterback after bad quarterback. Oh, man. I mean, he's the best quarterback they've ever had. Yeah. And so I get the desperation and finally you got a decent quarterback. And last year with the defense, if they had had just mediocre quarterback play, they would have been much better. But – Look, we don't know if the defense is going to be as good. This year should be really good. It should be really good, yeah. But they got a tough schedule. Um, you mentioned the AFC East. And, you know, Rodgers, look, Rodgers had his chances last year. They couldn't beat a Detroit team that was out of it to make the playoffs. Man, either time. They got swept yep. <laughs> by Detroit, you know. And think about this. It's not just a tough division, Chris, what you're pointing out. They play the AFC West top to bottom. They play the NFC East top to bottom. And those are pretty decent divisions, all things considered. And that's the thing, Chris, is, look, man, I still think Rodgers has game. I know he's got game. But going over to the Jets, compare that to Brady going over to Tampa. When he went there, you're talking about Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. You've got major weapons. Now, I like Garrett Wilson, who's the offensive rookie of the year, had a really good season, but McCall Hardman, Alan Lazard, Tyler Conklin, and C.J. Uzama as the two tight ends. It's like, it's okay. A a lackluster offensive line. It's not what Tampa had. And uh, I just look at Rodgers. let's keep it real. Aaron Rodgers, as great as he is, is not Tom Brady. No, he's not. That's exactly right. Tom Brady is is, I mean, obviously seven won seven times as many Super Bowls as Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> been in ten times as many, and Aaron Rodgers, you know, I've talked about this man. Look, look at his record in the NFC title games. I know, it. not just his record, but he struggled. He's been uncharacteristically bad, uncharacteristically careless with the football. So that's that's what's wild too, Chris, is he's so much closer to being the individual version of the Chargers than he is the individual version of like the Patriots. 
where right. he's he's been talented. He shows you flashes. He's been productive. But then when it comes right down to it and you're on center stage, he has not gotten it done way more times than not where yep. he's got the one ring. And I hear it time and time again. I'm even hearing it this offseason. Most talented quarterback I've ever seen. It's like, go jump in a river with all of that stuff. I just want a guy who's getting it done what it matters most, and Rodgers hasn't been that guy. When they say that, that's kind of an indictment on him. It is, yeah. He's the most talented quarterback ever, but you forget just winning one Super Bowl, appearing in one Super Bowl. Yeah. And having great chances. I mean, I know sometimes the defense let him down, but if you look at a lot of those games when the defense was giving up points, Rodgers wasn't producing points. Yeah, that's either. right. And he padded numbers in the second half. Sometimes it's a pseudo comeback. But, yeah, I, I look, I, I don't know. It's going to be very interesting. But um, I think people need to slow their roll just a tad yeah. on Aaron Rodgers. Brian, no excellent work, man. You survived. Dude, it was great being with you, Chris. A lot like of fun, man, times, always. brother. Like old times. We'll do it again. Great job. And uh, thanks for filling in for Rob Parker. Always, man. Always. Happy to do it. All right. It is the Odd Couple signing off. We out. Peace. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at First first listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.